Hey, it's working. Can you we hear di- me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you both. Uh, we did. Uh, yes. I feel so old. No, don't worry about it. Um, I have a podcast of my own. It's called Anything and Everything. Go stream it. Um, but I have guests on it sometimes, and I had some trouble working. Um, yeah. So for listeners that weren't like familiar, we were having some trouble getting this to work. Um, yeah. So I'm going to introduce myself. Um, my name is Isha. I'm your host. I'm a junior in high school, and I go by she, her pronouns. Um, if Jess and Rachel want to introduce themselves. Yep. Hi, I'm Rachel Anderson, go by she, her, and I am the co-founder of Sigma's Bookshelf. I'm Justin Anderson. I use they, them, and I am the other co-founder of Sigma's Bookshelf. Okay. Um... So I'm going to, you know, like Rachel and Justin, you can both answer these questions. Um, and of course, I'll have some strictly Rachel questions and strictly Justin questions. Um, so this is for both of you. Um, how did you guys get started? How, why did you want to start a publishing company? Justin, I think you should start. Okay, I'll, st- okay, I'll go with that one. So I f- my first book was Saving Stripes, the Kitty Story. We... We self-published it, it, and it sold quite a few copies because of, probably because of the cause. It went to all sales went to help rescue animals, and I was like, "Hold on a minute." I'm what? sorry. Can you repeat that? Because I guess the audio cut out. Oh, did the audio cut out? Oh, can you hear me still? Hello. Can you hear? Okay. Me? Yes, I can hear you guys now. Um, Yeah, so just repeat what you said. Um, Sorry, listeners, we're having some issues, but yes, continue. Okay. So, yeah, so Saving Stripes, the Kitty Story was my first book. We we sold out all 50 copies when it first came out, and we've sold 400 to date. And, of course, probably because all proceeds went to Animal Rescue, so... It sold out on the first day, and I was just surprised. Like, little little thirteen year old me, like I, I, I just wanted. I was I was really surprised, and I just want wanted to kind of spread this feeling to other people my age, and give them the opportunity too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Justin, how old are you now? I am nineteen now. Whoa, that's cool. <laughs> um, so, Rachel, this one is strictly for you. Uh, what's the difference between a vanity press and what Sigma's bookshelf does? Okay, a vanity press is ba- basically a publishing company that will put anything you send to them in book format. They won't take the time to edit it. They won't proofread it. They'll just basically take what you send them, put it into a book format, and send it back to you, and then you can have at it and do what you want with it. What Sigma's Bookshelf does is we actually are acting like a traditional publishing company. Mm -hmm. So we receive manuscripts, we take a look at them, we determine which ones we think are good. And basically we're looking for something with a beginning, a middle, an end, and something that makes sense and would be appealing, something that people want to read. Mm -hmm. And then once we get that book in, we will actually take the time to edit it. So we work with each of the authors to um, make sure that everything completely makes sense. And if uh, you know there's areas where I feel you know as an editor that needs some work, I'll actually send it back to the author and say, 
I'd like you to develop this section of the book more, or I feel that you know, this character needs a little bit more work. And I'll actually go back and forth with edits with the author until we're to a point where we think, hey, we got a good book. Let's go ahead and put it together. Mm-hmm. So this is just, um, I guess, a question for, for both of you. But why start your own publishing company? Why couldn't Justin have just like sent their book to any other publisher? Well, it's really hard for actually. Uh, the answer is not for me, Mom. Okay. Know. A lot of publishing companies, you know, traditional publishing companies like us, we're not going to charge a penny to any of the kids yeah. to get their book published. Um, you can certainly find yourself a publisher out there who is willing to work with you, but they're going to pay charge you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be hundreds. It could be thousands and thousands of dollars in right. order to get a book published. Right. What we do is completely free for the kids. Mm-hmm. And there are large presses who... You go do shop around for books and we'll actually pay you but they're looking for mostly professional offers yeah so the idea here is we wanted to give young writers an opportunity that normally they wouldn't get a chance to have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what distinguishes you guys so i know the answer to this but for people that are new what distinguishes you from every other publishing house well, we are exclusively for teen authors, so our mm-hmm. ages is probably from 12 to 19. Yeah. The idea being that we want to give kids who normally wouldn't have access to an editor who'd be willing to help them bring mm-hmm. their book to market. You know, so we're we're basically offering this to mm-hmm. young people only. There, there are there's no there are no it uh, stuttering. It, it comes at no charge to kids, and we do not pay massive advances up front. Yeah, so you know, we're basically run like a nonprofit. Um, technically, we are a project of of uh, Springboard for the Arch, which is a 501c3 nonprofit. So we are run and supported by grants that people give to the company to help pay for the expenses. But all the work done to bring the books to market is completely done by volunteers. So we don't have anyone paid on the staff. Um, so basically, we're all doing this because we really want to help the kids. So what is the criteria for a good manuscript? Or like, what's the selection process like for your manuscript manuscripts? Well, we used to have a kind of an open um, calling where we'd say, anybody who has a book, please submit it through our website. And then we would go ahead and read through it, send back feedback. It would have to be complete too. But it would have to be complete, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, we were so overwhelmed. We received, once we started this company, over a hundred manuscripts and between Justin, me and a couple of other volunteers, we read every single one of them and offered feedback to the kids. Um, early on, I think of, of those hundred or so that came in, we accepted five maybe initially and all the others we sent back with feedback and saying, you know, this isn't ready for publication, but if you take these steps, we could certainly work with you to bring this book to market. And of those you know, 80, 90 or so manuscripts, not a single one of them ever actually got back to us. So then we said to ourselves, okay, these are not people who are really serious because if they were serious, they would have taken the time to you know, rework their stuff and send it back to us. I think they were just kind of hanging out, you know, trying. Yeah. And then we felt like, gosh, we spent so much time on these kids and they're not gonna follow through. 
So I think we, you know, so we decided to change our strategy. Mm-hmm. So now instead of accepting open manuscripts, what we're doing is we are working with schools, libraries, and such, and um, encouraging them to spread the word about a contest we're doing, where we are encouraging um, authors to submit either a story idea or a query letter, letting us know what they have, mm-hmm. and then not necessarily submitting it to us, but starting off on the school level, submitting it to you know their school, their librarian, mm-hmm. and then the school will kind of curate which ones they think are the best then they'll submit one or two to us to take a look at and at that point we figure we're probably going to get some good quality stuff because somebody's actually been taking the time to work with the authors and and make sure it's going to be a good story so so we're dialing back to like one or two books per year annually fiscal year yeah all kinds or every kind of year yeah, because it was just, it was too much for us to handle. You know, just We're a small team of volunteers and we were so overwhelmed. And we want to offer this opportunity to as many people as we can. But what we were finding is that there weren't really serious authors coming mm-hmm. to us. And that was kind of a waste of time because those who weren't really serious, yeah. we spent all this time working with their books mm-hmm. only to not have them go anywhere. So if you're going to be entering a contest, you're probably you're probably going to really be on the top of your game. That's exactly. Our That's our thinking. Yeah. So what we're probably going to do is we, we only have a handful of schools that have expressed interest so far. So what we're thinking we're going to do is probably put something up on our website that talks about the contest and encourages uh, people who might find us on their own organically to submit to us a little query letter about what they have in mind. And then we can kind of put that query letter into the pot with the others mm-hmm. that are participating in the contest. Mm-hmm. And then once we reach the point, we're, we're thinking probably about June. Yep. June will be where we determine which books we're going to publish. Yep. And then our goal is going to be to bring them to market in time for Novel Writing Month, which is in November. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how many schools are you working with currently? And how do you guys work to get the word out, especially now during COVID? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we initially, um, when we first started going into schools, we've actually been in th- or 30 or so schools we did in 2018 and 2019. I actually personally, and Justin went into a few of them with me as well, we would actually do novel writing workshops and talk about writing in Sigma's bookshelf with those 30 or so schools. So we're still in contact with those 30 or so schools. So those are the ones that are kind of our basic places that we've spread the word about the contest. Mm. Um, We've also secured a list of school librarians from around the state of Minnesota and gotten the word out to them. So um, currently I have three new schools that we're pending to be working with on the contest in addition to those 30 from before. So I'm pretty confident that we're going to get some pretty good entries back. Um, We just, you know, we haven't seen any yet, but we just launched the contest for uh, February being I Love to Read Month. That's when our official kickoff of the contest is going to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, so it takes a lot, a lot, a lot to run a company. How, how many people do you have on your team? What does it take to run a company like this? It's pretty much a family run process. So it's Justin, it's me, his mom, and also his father, Jamie. Uh, the three of us pretty much do almost all of the work. Um, since we started this, we've had a few others who have offered to help with such things as doing a little graphics work for us or reading manuscripts and giving editing and feedback and things. But people they. Have submitted job. People have 
asked for jobs as if we were like a really big publishing house. It's kind of cool. Yeah. But, you know, basically it's the three of us running it because all of the folks who have volunteered have, you know, maybe done a little bit here and there, but they're not committed to continuing it the way we are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is really a kind of a, a cause for us. We really are passionate about wanting to help other kids get published. And um, mm -hmm. I would estimate for each of the books we bring to market, we probably invest a good 10 to 15 hours of time yeah. in each of them. Mm -hmm. Some more, some a little bit less. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's the process like from manuscript to final polished, finished book? What does that manuscript go through? It starts with that first email with the, with the doc file or PDF of the book. Yep. So the first thing is the book comes in. Um, and like I said before, you know, originally we were asking for completed manuscripts. Now we're changing it up. So we don't necessarily have to have a completed manuscript anymore. Maybe just a story idea or a couple of pages or a couple chapters. Um, they can send them through our book, uh, through our web uh, site or actually, yeah, the website's still turned on, I think. Mm -hmm. Or through the email, which is info at sigmasbookshelf.com. And just say, hey, we've got this manuscript we'd like you to take a look at. We're interested in getting published. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, we see what we've got. We uh, send an email back to the author and let them know what the process is going to be. Um, right now, we are accepting you know, all the manuscripts that come in um, to a certain point, And then we'll start reading them as they come in mm -hmm. and determining which ones we think are going to be the best. So um, some of them might be just a query letter where, hey, I have an idea. Some of them might be an actual manuscript. Some of them might be you know, kind of partially done. We're not necessarily concerned at this stage of what the status is as far as the story goes. Yeah. Um, the idea is that whoever wins the contest, uh, be it you know, one or two people, um, by the end of the summer, that person will be an assigned an editor who will basically be me to work with them to bring that book to market. So what is your time period for accepting manuscripts between what, which months do you accept manuscripts? Well, we're going to accept them from, you know, say February, which is coming up in a couple of days here, all the way through about the end of June, mm -hmm. maybe even into July. Yeah. And then we'll take July, August, September, October to work with the authors to kind of get the books together. And then our goal is going to be to actually have them come out in time for novel writing month in November. So how much does it cost to publish a book? Well, of course, it's for the kids, it's free. Um, uh, for us, we are basically the cost, if you don't have to pay, you know, if you were to say pay us for our time to bring the books to market, you'd probably be talking close to $1,200. Yeah. Um, you have to purchase the um, ISBN number on the back of the book. You have to pay for the distribution to get the book out there, Barnes and Noble and Amazon and you're probably talking a good $1,500 or so per book mm -hmm. um, in expenses to bring it to market. Yeah. And then how many authors have you published so far and um, how have you guys worked with representation? Oh, we have 17 books out so far and a couple of them are co-authored. So that makes it, what about maybe 20 or so authors. Uh, talk about uh, Kayla and uh, we got back Got a couple of books where like the um, me mental health are like a are a big theme and are talked about pretty openly. Yeah, well, I thought we should kind of share that story. Um, we have a young lady named Kayla Jarpy who wrote a book called Heaven's Note, 
and it's a story that she wrote when she was kind of going through some tough times and she wrote about suicide in her her novel and um originally when it first came into us it's, it's a very well written story but she had a very uh unhappy ending at the end and we didn't think it was very responsible for us to put out a book about suicide so what we did is we ended up i you know worked with uh, kayla directly to change the ending to make it a more positive ending i believe you worked with some mental health professionals yep too. and we also got her psychologist who was helping her through the, what she was going through uh to write a foreword for the book and also provide us with some tips on suicide prevention and how to help a friend when you know that friend is in trouble and then i went and did probably five or six events with kayla all around the state where we would go and speak and share the story of Sigma's bookshelf and also her her novel mm. and how her mission is really to let kids know that if you're in tough a tough place ask for help and it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to not be okay yeah that's another good point she was making and so um i kind of you know to really helped her as much as i could to get her into different places to speak and i think it's just been so powerful for her to you know really improve her outlook on things to know that people out there do care and want to see her succeed. Mm-hmm. And we're just so proud of her. She's doing really well. She's since written another book that she actually self-published. She didn't do it through Sigma's bookshelves. She self-published a book on Amazon and we kind of helped support her by telling her what she needed to do and how to get it out there. Mm-hmm. I think that's really nice cuz mental health is also something very near and dear to my heart as well. I'm also a mental health advocate. Um I've two articles out guys go read them um but yeah that's something very near and dear to my heart um so Justin these are just some questions for you um so how many books have you written um this thus far oh uh, let's see so there is there's saving stripes there is nothing but trouble and i've i've started a lot of first chapters but i've never a lot of books where I've just never really get gone behind the first chapter or beyond the first chapter. Yeah, so mm-hmm. right. You've probably worked on at least four or five of them, but you've published yeah. two so far. Right now we got right now I'm 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 simultaneously working on a kind of a re rewrite, revisiting, reboot of Nothing But Trouble. Like kind of the story that was really meant to be that I feel like when I, I feel like I'm it needs to be revisited. And then there's Totality, which is a, sci- a science fiction novel that was originally going to be a comic, but I had I decided I should probably write the book first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's all. Yeah. So um, I believe Sigma is a character from, I think, your sophomore, sophomore novel, right? So there's, there's a lot. Sigma is interesting because there's, there's a lot of different I, I I have like characters that are kind of based on the same same sick my idea but and and uh second mm-hmm. in nothing but trouble he was a he was a test subject who was testing out a new medical procedure and got turned into a monster accidentally I might add I think the current the as for the mascot of Sigma's bookshelf I might be moving away from the book the book nothing but trouble making him more of like a kind of a generic monster character he doesn't not really tie down the mm-hmm. story but i mean yeah. so um, the mascot of six no yeah, yeah. like this, this yeah horrible vengeful creature in charge of a 
representing a publishing company. I just thought it was really funny at the time. <laughs> yeah, I think, no, that is like quite hilarious, you know, like this monster representing such a nice company. I mean, I like this company a lot, but I'm biased. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for those of you that don't know, uh, Justin is a freshman I'm in college, a I believe. Sophomore. So, oh, sophomore in college, sorry. <laughs> um, so like he, or they're like many other students right now, um, struggling with online school. So just, I mean, just to like bring a little bit of face in humanity, what are your favorite classes uh, right I- now? I, right now I am taking a dinosaurs class. It's probably one of the most popular classes at McAllister. It's taught by one the head of biology who's also a pretty well-known paleontologist. It is... Oh my gosh. No, you go to McAllister. That's, sorry, that's like really, really cool. That's like very school. Sorry, <laughs> continue. <laughs> yeah, so dinosaurs, I mean, I am... Re- Usually it's a class that all the seniors scoop up right away, but this this uh, semester they're reserving it for sophomores and freshmen, so I was able to get in. Mm-hmm. And it's really dinosaurs. Yeah. Of course, it's going to be a fun class. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you already said you go to McAllister, but what is your major and why did you choose? I'm your major? a geology major, and environmental science minor. I just really like collecting rocks I like history history of the earth especially and I'm also also interested in environmental stuff yeah yeah so how yeah how do you balance like um being a student and being an author and doing everything else that you do in your life I do a little bit here and there I not feel like I have a lot, I have a, the way my schedule is now, I have a lot less time now, but I, it's, when you have less time, it's a lot easier to prioritize the more important things, like, I'm, I'm writing, I am writing my novels again, which is, I feel like over the break, I was, I, I was not able to do that, but now that I, not, that it's a little more squeezed, I, I like, okay, I should prioritize writing my novel. Mm-hmm. And what, so this is honestly selfishly a question for me. What was your favorite thing about high school and what do you recommend other students do? Mm, favorite thing about high school? I think, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say my geology class. Like, yeah, geology. Just, if you, yeah. if a class, like you, you really gotta have that one fun class. If you have the chance to take it, just go right ahead. I think. Yeah, I honestly, I will also second that. I really recommend taking mm-hmm. a fun class. Like, for example, this past semester or semester just ended, but I had like two AP classes, mm-hmm. one math class. But my only like fun class I didn't have like any homework in was like race, class, gender, mm-hmm. and I really liked that class. Yeah. I liked my teacher a lot. So um, this is our like little concluding question. Is there anything that you recommend for young authors? Because you published your first book at 13. Well, just, I, I say get informed. There are absolutely ways to 
maybe maybe not become a bestseller, but get a but definitely there are ways to get a book in your hand at at that age and do the research. There's lots of lots of ways to self-publish out there. So don't think that because you're young you can't do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess that kind of ends this episode. Um, I'm your host, Nisha Shah. Uh, I go by she, her pronouns. Uh, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Bye.